Greetings, my fellow Freedom Lotus Sovereign Thinkers. Thank you for tuning to LO3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. This is episode 1663, the ultimate all-American slush fund and eight signs of the control freak agenda. Before I proceed, you can follow me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Just type in Loki Luck number three, Loki Luck Roman number three, or the Loki Luck Roman number three podcast. Which the Roman th- number threes are three eyes. Okay. In addition, if you want to contact me on anything, information, advice, all that good stuff, whatever you do, please use decorum. Go to Lucky Luck Numbers 03 at ProtonMail.com. If you want to donate, go to PayPal.me or Cash.app forward slash Lucky Luck Number 3. Oh, yeah. So, stuff is happening left and right, time and time again. Possible debate on the vaccine. Money was up front. I would love to hear those the so-called genius speaks out on supporting it. I'm going to have to say his name because he is laughable, unmerited, and a chump. If you want to speak about it and call someone out and someone invites you to a debate, you don't want to take it, you're nothing more than a wuss. Plain and simple. Just a derisive hack. Give him a penile microphone. Let him mumble on it for all I care. It's not sexual harassment either, so... That just really... Just makes me laugh when I hear all this nonsense. And it's like... Hunter Biden... Is going to get a slap in the wrist... For... Not paying his taxes... And... um and uh, and uh, filing out the forty four or the forty four seven three form about he did t- it was lying not taking drugs. So for future reference, my friends, always at if it's a federal court case, ask for the Hunter Biden immunity plan or program, whatever you want to call it. You want that same penalty like he has. No exceptions. Nothing special. If you plead guilty in good faith. (laughs) That's how I see it. I don't care what the the two-tier system. Precedent. And and hire his lawyer, too. Was it Kincaid? Call Kincaid. Hey, I got a problem. Give me the Hunter Biden treatment. That's the way to do it, folks. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, the 4473 is illegal, null and void, unconstitutional, etc. Form of registration, violates the right of privacy. I, I usually like to use that case, anti-Roe v. Wade, because <laughs> there is a right of privacy. Always read it. So those get to give those chump, those clowns a taste of their own medicine. He wouldn't like that at all. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, I'm like browsing through on censor.news, natural news here. Our president's a criminal. Four nationals made at least $30 million in illegal payments to the Biden crime family. And Breitbart here. Tucker, Hunter Biden, father administration represents inversion of virtue. And is another on Breitbart. Democrats beg Biden bring unjustified, unjustly deported illegal aliens back to U.S. Huh? Billionaire Mavericks owner Mark Cuban blasts Joe Rogan as a bully for RFK Jr. vaccine debate offer. <laughs> Glamtastic, right? Glam boy. Good grief. Yep. Blacklisted News, UN, Not Nations, planning digital ID link to bank accounts. All hail the big brother. And InfoWars, IMF Director admits they are working hard on a global digital currency. Working hard! Woo! Yep. And it's funny because Ron DeSantis did vote money to... He put money in the World Bank, not the IMF, but International Monetary Fund. Yep, more centralization indeed, folks. Think about that. Yeah, and of course, on the expose, only idiots are still wearing face mask. And let me just come down here. STHFplan.com. Twelve things can do to be more resilient against the collapse, famine, and nuclear war. It's good stuff. Conservative Party expels mayor over repenting over gay pride event. Uh, it's a national pulse. Epoch Times. The GOP presidential candidates weigh in on Hunter Biden's plea deal. Everyone needs to use that plea deal. I like to use, I like to request, uh, I have a motion on requesting using the Hunter Biden's plea deal. Everyone start using that now, folks. We're on that daily here. Network anchors gets roasted for insulting white guy who dared take off work on Juneteenth. And right here down here, 240 Christians killed in one country. Now Biden asked to intervene. And I go down here. U.S. Attorney says Hunter Biden case is not closed. Interesting. Lifeside News, German lay, on, lay women carry monstrous at Corpus Christi procession in apparent violation of canon law. All right. And uh, right here, too, petition to demand flying LGBT pride flags at Canadian school stores at past 20,000 signatures. That flag may represent something deeper than that, right? Symbolism. They, they did it at the White House. And I know there's one town, it was a uh, Maritruck, Mama Truck, as it's called, Michigan, near um, Detroit. And they've been all certain flags, including the LGBTQ flag, political flags, religious flags. It's mostly Muslim, uh, Muslim by creed who run to run his council. Those across the board. Very interesting. So they're telling them where to go. That's the same town too that sacrificing animals are legit, and which I did a show on that a while back. And of course, it was president based on the century organization that. Battled against the city of Hialeah, and it won the Supreme won the Supreme Court decision on that on a digital opinion. 
The Sutton always good to interesting things here. And I know too looks like even the Muslims and Christians are uniting in Canada telling them where to go. Hey man, I'll ask, well, ask, am I surprised? No, not at all. Because um always be beware of the divide and rule. Yeah, we're all gonna have differences. But you have things in common, stand side by side, right? And they're wigging out these cucks and trying to shove things down our throats. And this is just one chilling example, especially with the children, form of indoctrination, which is a different, that whole thing's been going on in different multiple avenues and levels. I would say I witnessed it firsthand too when I was going to my school, uh, public school years as well. So I could, um, and I always question. So I drove some of those so-called established hacks crazy. And, and and I tell them to take their threats and stick it, too. Well, I'll continue on here. Big League Politics. Cock, um, co- um, Coke Network plans massive $100 million ad blitz in early primary states to stop Donald Trump. Well, you're too late, buddy. And, oh, this is interesting here. January 6th defendant Kenneth Thomas found innocent on 20-year obstruction felony in the latest blow to overreaching probe. Oh, yeah, that's good. Presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. joins Rumble after being censored by Google and YouTube. Wise choice. Everyone needs to start doing that. Uh, the reset. When will globalists attempt to introduce their digital currency system? That's alt-market. Good stuff by um, Brandon Smith. You should check it out. Good content. Support these folks. And, of course, um, O'Keefe Media Group, undercover footage, BlackRock recruiter admits they run the world and buy out politicians. (laughs) More stuff is being exposed, right? Being stripped naked. Uh, Daily Mail, the most important companies in the world are observably cheap. And I'll continue on here. um, Washington Free Beacon. 12, a tale of two systems. Survival news, 12 things you can do. Okay, I already said that already. And, um, yeah, so there's a lot of good stuff here. I'm going to hit down here. Water on Earth did not form on its own. It was sucked from space. That's from the great game India. Make your own judgment. Summit News, American Medical Association declares body mass index scale racist. <laughs> Post-millennial, people are starving for real five times August on why he signed with Andy Woke music label, Basti Records. Good. Exciting stuff, folks. WeAreChange.org. Fauci is a lot worse than you thought. Oh, yeah. Ask the um, people that were victims of the AIDS virus. They had the vaccine for that. Many of them died. That was in the 90s. All right, reclaiming that. Some private CCT footage is being automatically streamed to law enforcement. I think I talked about that yesterday. And I'm going to go around here. Yeah, Mr. C. Newsbusters, ABC and CBS News, Hunter plea deal to exonerate protective Joe Biden. Everyone needs to start doing those plea deals. He's a president, right? Just news. Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton says GOP needs to stop talking and begin impeaching proceedings. He's right. 
I always enjoyed his work, too, so support him as well, folks. And um, Technocracy, News and Trends, IMF Managing Director. Yep, we already talked about that. And Rare Foundation, Leave Our Kids Alone, Muslim Parents Take a Stand Against LGBTQ Ideology in Calgary Schools. <laughs> hey, man, like I said, they have things in common. So think about that. And RT, Russia Today, Pentagon factored in Ukrainian casualties. This from the World, um, Wall Street Journal or from RT, Cuba and China close to military base deal. This is of October 1 um, revised. Hmm? Yeah, so it's from RT. And uh, Remix, Iraqi migrant arrested for a knife attack on woman at bus stop in quaint German village. And they, and they're very anti, uh, right to self-defense, right to possess firearms. They want to go through hoops and all that good stuff, right? Involved, judge sets court hearing date in Trump classified documents case for mid-August. So, um, I'm just going to continue on here. It's from All Pipe News, All News Pipeline. Raging terror on Americans using psychoelectronic warfare and MK Ultra style brutality. Yes, mind control is a hobby. And, um, Climate de Depot, as USA faces cancer drug shortage, Cancer Society in 2020 fretted over carbon footprint or cancer. New American, Native Americans, domestic lithium mining is green colonialism. Bright faces losses for refusing to release records related to Trump case. Because he knows he'll lose. Zero hedge. U.S. stocks finished uh, finished lower with price action choppy on return from the holiday weekend. News quack. Asian pack market opened. And um, SGT report. Vince Lancey. The rise, fall, and rebirth of China's silver pricing power. Under the American dream. The UN's new fact-checking system called iVerify will be used to crack down on people. Yeah. Information liberation. Trump predicted Hunter Biden would be charged with something small to make their strike on me look fair. Of course, he has some mass shooting to happen on the Juneteenth event. I think it was Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's considered one of the most segregated cities in the country. So, Georgia culture. Crushing the Captagon cartel, Syria and Saudi Arabia joined forces. Harbinger Daily, Markle, think I never thought I would see. And Day of Day, Daily Reckoning, the biggest monetary shock in 52 years. Of course, Children's Health Defense, Twitter Files, Ivy League professor with no science and more medical credentials advised. Biden on COVID misinformation. It's from the American Greatness, Morning Greatness. Blinken says does not U.S. does not support Taiwan independence in China. Yeah, another bend over, Bob. Probably Z goes bend over. He goes how far, Master? Yeah, another globalist cuck. Human events, UN adopts high seas treaty against deep sea mining, exploration, oil exploration, expo oil exploration, and overfishing. 
Yep, food shortages 101. Oh, yeah, so that's how it is, folks. The work they want to control us like all like little maggots and believe we should serve them with just numbers and believe and consume, assume that we're nothing more than their bods. Well, you give them the big middle finger. Each and if more people start doing that, then they'll have a cow. Decentralization is the key, folks. And I don't have to stress it enough. You know it's got to be done. No excuses, including yours truly. Pay attention. Observe responsibly. Question everything. The official narrative is all show and tell. And when they hype up something big, like Trump getting harassed and so forth, look at that as a distraction because there's something else is going on. Because they want us bickering to one another. And not see, not finding out, not finding the one behind the curtain, being symbolic, but it's the damn truth. Well, I'm gonna be right back, my first segment. So stay tuned. Cool. So I'm gonna be um, narrating from TomDispatch.com, and this one's actually entitled "The Ultimate All American Slush Fund." And um, it's going to start from here, the Tom Graham. um, Hogtog, Glad Hill, throwing more money at the Pentagon. It came out today. We see a new word burst into our political world. I'm thinking, of course, of weaponization in response to the charges. Special counsel Jack Smith recently lodged against Donald Trump for misusing and abusing classified documents. Republicans like Ron DeSantis are now talking ominously about the representation of the Justice Department against the former president and 2024 presidential candidate. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy typically said House Republicans will hold this brazen weaponization of power accountable when it comes to weaponization that's hardly been the end of it either. Another election loser who refused to concede former gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake Offer this threatening response to those charges. If you want to get to President Trump, you're going to have to go through me, and you have to go through. Then you and you're going to have to go through 75 million Americans just like me. I'm going to tell you, most of us are card-carrying members of the NRA. That's all well and good, but I'm not. <laughs> However, I am pro self-defense and all that good stuff. So hey, it works out all well. There is, of course, something distinctly ominous in such language, especially since an estimate one fifth of American households purchase guns, almost 60 mil- million of them, including staggering numbers of AR-15 semi-automatic rifles in the pandemic years. But when it comes to buying the weaponry in a big-time fashion, none of that compares to the record of the Pentagon. To this day, it continues to weaponize our world by sinking staggering numbers of taxpayer dollars into weaponry of every devastating sort, including a possible $2 trillion in, a dec- in the decades to come for the moderate, moder- moder- uh, modernizing of the American nuclear arsenal. While Republicans may, be, may now be weaponizing the political scene, the Pentagon's weaponization story has lasted forever. And a day as Newspatch regulars and Pentagon experts 
William Hartong, Hartong and Julia Gledhill point out, when it comes to major purchases of weaponry and the investment of taxpayer dollars in the giant weapons-making corporations that produce them, there is simply is no parallel on Earth for, or best guess, anywhere else in the galaxy. After all, more than half of the taxpayer dollars that Congress appropriates every year now goes into what passes for defense in this country. More than half of that, according to the latest reports from the invaluable cost, coast, costs of war project, goes directly to military contractors. Speaking about weaponization, much of that money lands directly in the pockets of the big five weapons-making corporations. Lockheed, $39 billion. Boeing, $23 billion. Raytheon, $20.6 billion. General Dynamics, $16.6 billion. And Northrop Grumman, $14.7 billion. And the worst yet, as Hartog and Gledhill document today, despite congressional freezes or funding cuts in many programs and a debt ceiling debate moment, the Pentagon will continue to prove exempt from ceilings of any sorts when it comes to the weaponization of our world. That's from Tom himself. So let's see what Miss Gledhill and Mr. Hartung, Hurton, Hortung, hopefully I pronounced his name correctly, on their article, The Ultimate All-American Slush Fund, How a New Budget Loophole Could Send Pentagon Spending Soaring Even Higher. On June 3rd, President Joe Biden signed a bill into law that lifted the government's debt ceiling and capped some categories of government spending. The big winner was, surprise, surprise, the Pentagon. Congress spared military-related programs any cuts while freezing all other categories of discretionary spending at the fiscal year 2023 level, except for support support for veterans. Indeed, lawmakers set the budget for the Pentagon and for other national security programs like nuclear-related work developing nuclear warheads at the Department of Energy at the level requested in the administration's fiscal year 2024 budget proposal. A 3.3% increase in military spending and a whopping total of $886 billion. Woo! All hail to the Empire! Consider that preferential treatment of the First Order and, mind you, for the only government agency that has failed to pass a single financial audit. Even so, that $886 billion hike in Pentagon and related spending is likely to prove just a floor, not a ceiling, on what will be allocated for national defense next year. An analyst of the deal by the Wall Street Journal found that spending on the Pentagon and veteran care, veterans care, neither of which is frozen in the agreement, is likely to pass $1 trillion next year. Compared to that, to the $637 billion left for the rest of the government's discretionary budget. In other words, public health, environmental protection, housing, transportation, and almost everything else the government undertakes will have to make it do with not even 45% of the federal government's discretionary budget. Less than what will be needed to keep up with inflation. Forgetting and addressing unmet needs in this country. Centralization, yeah. And 
count on one thing. National security spending is likely to increase even more thanks to a huge, if little notice, loophole in the in that budget deal. One that hawks in Congress are already salivating over how to how best to exploit. Yes, that loophole is easy to miss, given the bureau um bureaucraties 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 used to explain it, but its potential impact on soaring military budgets couldn't be clearer. In its analysis of the budget deal, the Congressional Budget Office noted that funding designated as an emergency requirement and or for overseas contingencies operations will not be constrained by anything the Senators and House Congressional Representatives had agreed to. As we should learn... We should, we should have we should have learned from, from the 20 years of the all-American wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, the term overseas contingencies can be stretched to cover almost anything the Pentagon wants to spend your tax dollars on. In fact, there was even an overseas contingencies operation account supposedly reserved for funding this country seemingly never in post-9-11 wars. And it certainly was used to fund them, but hundreds of billions of dollars of Pentagon projects that had nothing to do with the conflicts in Iraq or Afghanistan were funded that way as well. The critics of Pentagon overspending quickly dubbed in that department slush fund. So prepare yourself for slush fund too, coming soon to a theater near you. This time the vehicle... For padding, the Pentagon budget is likely to be the next military aid package for Ukraine, which will likely be put forward as an emergency bill later this year. Expect that package to include not only to aid help Ukraine fend off Russia's ongoing brutal invasion, but tens of billions of dollars to more. Yes, of course, pump the Pentagon's already bloated budget. Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican from South Carolina, made such a point in talking with reporters shortly after the debt ceiling deal was passed by Congress. There will be a day before too long, he told them, where we'll have to deal with the Ukrainian situation, and that will create an opportunity for me and others to fill in the deficiencies that exist from this budget deal. Senator Major, Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, made a similar point in a statement on the Senate floor during a debate over that deal. The debt ceiling deal, he said, does nothing to limit the Senate's ability to appropriate emergency supplemental funds to ensure our military capabilities are sufficient to deter China, Russia, and our other adversaries and respond to ongoing and growing national security threats. That includes the American people that criticize a clown like him, right? Absolutely. One potential and surprising snag in the future plans of those Pentagon budget boosters in both parties may be the position of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California. He has, in fact, described efforts to increase Pentagon spending beyond a level set in the recent budget deal as part of the problem. For the moment, at least, he openly opposes producing an emergency package to increase the Pentagon budget, saying... The last five audits of the Department of Defense have failed. So there's a lot of places to reform. We can have a lot of savings. We've plussed it up. 
This is the most money we've ever spent on defense. This is the most money anyone in the world has ever spent on defense. So I don't think the first answer is to do a supplemental. Huh? What do you think? Well, yeah, it makes some sense for once. That's just pros and cons to you folks. I'm not lovey-dovey of McCarthy myself. The massive overfunding of the Pentagon. Department of Defense is, of course, already massively overfunded. That $886 billion figure is, um, is among the highest ever. Hundreds of billions of dollars more than that. The peak of the Korean and Vietnam War or during the most intensely combative years of the Cold War is higher than the combined military budgets of the next 10 countries combined of most most of whom are, in any case, U.S. allies. It is estimated to be three times what the Chinese military, the Pentagon's pacing threat, receives annually. Consider it an irony that actually keeping pace with China would involve a massive cut in military spending, not an increase in the Pentagon's bloated budget. It should it also should go without saying that preparations to effectively defend the United States and its allies could be achieved for so much less than is currently lavished on the Pentagon. A new approach could easily save significantly more than $100 billion in fiscal year 2024, as proposed by Representative Barbara Lee, Democrat from California, Mark Pocken, Democrat from Wisconsin, in the People's Over Pentagon. The preeminent budget cut proposal in Congress, an illustrative report released by the Congressional Budget Office (CBO) in late 2021, sketched out about sketched out three scenarios, all involving less interventionist, more restrained approach to defense that would include greater reliance on allies. Each up, each upon would reduce America's 1.3 trillion, 1.3 million strong active military force by up to one-fifth in one scenario. Total savings from the CBO's proposed change world over a decade be $1 trillion. And, and a more comprehensive approach that shifted away from the current cover globe strategy of being able to fight, though, as the history of this century shows, not always wins. Wars virtually anywhere on Earth on short notice without allies, if necessary, could save hundreds of billions more over the next decade. Cutting bureaucracies and making other changes in defense policies could also yield yet more savings. To cite just two examples, reducing the Pentagon's cohort of more than half a million private contract employees and scaling back its nuclear weapons modernization program, would save significantly more than $300 billion extra over a decade. But none of this is even remotely likely without concerted public pressure to, as a start, keep members of Congress from adding tens of billions of dollars in spending on um, parochial military projects that channel funding into their states or districts, and if would also mean pushing back against the propaganda of Pentagon contractors who claim they need even need ever more money to provide adequate tools to defend the country. Of course. QE Bono, who benefits, right? QE Bono. QE Bono. Yeah, sorry about that. Who benefits? 
contractors crying wolf. While demanding ever more of our tax dollars, the giant military industrial corporations are spending all too much of their time simply stuffing the pockets of their shareholders rather than investing in the tools needed to actually defend this country. A recent Department of Defense report found that from 2010 to 2019, such companies increased by 73% over the previous decade what they paid their shareholders. Meanwhile, their investment in research development and capital assets declined significantly. um, Still, such corporations claim that without further Pentagon funding, they can't afford to invest enough in their businesses to meet future national security challenges, which include ramping up weapons production to provide arms for Ukraine. In reality, however, the financial data suggests that they simply chose to reward their shareholders over everything and everyone else, even as they experienced steadily improving profit margins and cash generation. In fact, the report pointed out that those companies generated substantial amounts of cash beyond their needs for operations or capital investments. So instead of investing further in their business in their businesses, they choose to eat their seed corn by prioritizing short-term gains over long-term investments and by investing additional profits in their shareholders. And when you can't eat your seed corn, you have nothing left to plant next year. Never fear, though, since Congress seems eternally prepared to bail them out. Their businesses, in fact, continue to thrive because Congress authorizes funding for the Pentagon to repeatedly grant them massive contracts, no matter matter their performance or lack of internal investment. No other industry could get away with such maximalist thinking. Military contractors outperform similarly sized companies in non-defense industries, eight out of nine key financial metrics, including high total returns to shareholders, a category where they leave much of the rest of the S&P 500 in the dust. They financially outshine their commercial counterparts for two obvious reasons. One, the government subsidized so many of their costs. Second, the weapons industry is so concentrated that its major firms have little or no competition. Yes, monopolization almost, right? And another thing you can look at, too, is a form of neo-mercantilism. Not a neo-mercantilism, but more of a fascist kind of ordeal, allegedly. But I'll continue on. Adding insult to injury, contractors are overcharging the government for the basic weaponry they produce while they take in cash to enrich their shareholders. In the past 15 years, the Pentagon's internal watchdog has exposed price gouging by contractors ranging from Boeing and Lockheed Martin to lesser-known companies like Transding Group. In 2011, Boeing made about $13 million in access profits by overcharging the Army for 18 spare parts using Apache and Chinook helicopters. To put into perspective, the Army paid $1,678,061 each of a tiny helicopter part that the Pentagon already had in stock at his own warehouse for only $7.71. 
The Pentagon found Lockheed Martin and Boeing price gouging together in 2015. They overcharged the military by hundreds of millions of dollars for missiles. Transdenjum, um, or similarly made $16 million by overcharging for spare parts between 2015 and 2020, and even more in the following two years, generating $21 million in access profits. If you can believe it, there is no legal requirement for such companies to refund the government if they are exposed for price gouging, right? Yeah, if you and I do it, throw their butts in jail. Liberty for me, but none for thee. Think about that, folks. Another part of the tier system, right? Okay, so... Of course, there's nothing new about such corporate, corporate price gouging, nor is it unique to the arms industry, but especially egregious there, given how heavily the major military contracts depend on the government's business. Lockheed Martin, the biggest of them, got a staggering 73% of the $66 billion in net sales from the government in 2022. Boeing does far more Commercial business still generated 40% of its revenue from the government that year, down from 51% in 2020. Despite their reliance on government contracts, companies like Boeing seem to be doubling down on practices that often lead to price gouging. According to Bloomberg News, between 2020 and 2021, Boeing refused to provide a Pentagon with certified cost and price data for nearly 11,000 spare parts on a single Air Force contract. Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat from um, Massachusetts, and Representative John Garamendi, Democrat from California, have demanded that the Pentagon investigate it since. Investigate since. Without such information, the department will continue to be hard-pressed to ensure that it's paying anything like a fair price whatever it purchases. <laughs> Yeah, so no such thing as full disclosure, right? So your money, folks, assumes it's going to good use. Curbing the special interest politics of defense. Reigning in ripoffs and corruption and part of the weapons contractors, large and small, could save the American taxpayer untold billions of dollars. And curbing special interests and politics on the part of the Den, uh, den, denizens of the Military Industrial Congressional Complex, or MICC, could help open the way toward the development of a truly defense global military strategy rather than the current interventionist approach that has embroiled the United States in the devastating and counterproductive wars of the of this century. One minor step towards reigning in the power of the arms lobby would to be would be to revamp the campaign finance system by providing federal matching funds, thereby diluting the influential nature of the tens of millions in campaign contributions in the arms industry makes in every election cycle. In addition, prohibiting retiring top military officers from going to work for arms-making companies or at least extending the cooling-off period to at least four years before they can do so, as proposed by Congress, by Senator Warren, would also help reduce the undue influence exerted by the MICC. Last but not least, steps could, could be taken to prevent the military services from giving Congress their annual wish list, knowingly as 
unfunded party list of items they want added to the Pentagon budget. After all, those are but another tool allowing members of Congress to add billions more than what the Pentagon has even asked for to that department's budget. Whatever such reforms alone, if adopted, would be enough to truly roll back access. Pentagon spending remains to be seen. Without them, however, count on one thing. The department's budget will almost certainly continue to soar, undoubtedly reaching $1 trillion or more annually with, within just the next few years. Americans can't afford to let that happen. And they are correct, my friends. I know it's a long article, but it's a very good one. And here's the thing: who that and and they're just and they're claiming they're just giving it away, shipping it to other places, so they need more money to supply the United States, right? For their so-called defenses. This is why I support common defense, not imperial offense. And and it's furthermore too. Dwight Eisenhower and his presidential farewell just warned us about the military-industrial complex. Yes, the man had a conscience. He had some rough edges from him as well. But he warned the American people about that, and many of them didn't heed it. He was watching all the other garbage TV back then, too. Well, this is just another example of government racket. Washington away from A to Z. Martin Gross warned us about it, too. Because when you look at this, these departments spending all this money, only 10% of it is beneficial. And this is why it's dangerous. So I support non-interventionism, so defend a republic, not an empire, and um, common defense. Trade all, align with none. That's how I look at it. Well, that's my intake on this segment. The next one will be coming up, so stay tuned. All right, that'll be my last seg- um, article I'm going to be narrating here. And this came from the most important news.com, Michael Snyder. Eight signs that futuristic control freak agenda of the globalists is rapidly moving forward. Came out today. The future is here, and if you enjoy being dominated by control freaks, you're going to love it. Digital gentrification is one of the primary areas the globalists are focused on right now. And as you will see below, the radical changes that are now being proposed are extremely scary. But most Americans have no idea that any of this is happening. Instead, many of them are obsessing over the relatively meaningless dramas that our corporate news outlets are constantly pushing. Meanwhile, the globalists are achieving their goals at lightning speed, and there is hardly any resistance at all. Depends where you go to, folks. The following are eight signs that the futuristic control freak agenda of the globalists is rapidly moving forward. Number one, in September, the EU will mandate that all member states offer a digital identity wallet to all other citizens and businesses. The European Union will mandate digital identity under EIDAS 2.0, which will go into effect in September 2023 and ensure all member states offered a digital identity wallet or DIW to citizens and businesses. 
according to the European Commission. At least 8% of the citizens should be able to use a digital ID solution to access key public services by 2030. Two, a system of digital fingerprints for Americans has suddenly become Barack Obama's biggest issue. Former President Barack Obama suggested in a new interview that the development of digital fingerprints to combat misinformation and distinguishing the between distinguish between true and misleading news for consumers. Obama sat down with his former White House senior advisor, David Axelrod, for a conversation of the latter podcast, The Axe Files, on CNN Audio during the interview. Axelrod noted he's seeing misinformation, disinformation, and deep fakes targeting Obama. But remember, folks, Barack Obama is or has always been a bend over Bob to the One World Order. And not because I criticize him because he's black. He's a mulatto, to be exact, but a tyrannical hack. It rhymes. <laughs> okay, continue on. Three, a UN policy that you find right here is proposing a global system of digital identification that is linked to our bank accounts. Digital IDs linked with bank or mobile money accounts can improve the delivery of social protection coverage and serve to better reach eligible beneficiaries. Digital technologies may help to reduce leakage, errors, and costs in the design of social protection programs. Four, the World Health Organization has adopted the European Union system, or EU system, of digital COVID-19 certification and plans to transform into a global system. COVID pass, right? Sounds familiar? In June 2023, the WHO will take up the European Union system of digital COVID-19 certification to establish a global system that will help facilitate global mobility and protect citizens across the world from ongoing and future health threats, including pandemics. It is the first building block of the WHO Global Digital Health Certification Network, or GDHCN that will develop a wide range of digital products to deliver better health for all. Building the EU's highly successful digital certification network, who aims to offer all WHO member states access to an open source digital health tool, which is based on the principles of equity, innovation, transparency, and data protection and privacy said Dr. Tedros and um, Anhaman Gehebrius, Gebrasius. Yeah, 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 there you go. I'll continue on here. Who, Director General, new health products in development aim to, develop, to help people everywhere to receive quality health services and quickly and more effectively. Five, federal agencies in the United States have been purchasing massive amounts of information about U.S. citizens from data brokers. And we are being warned that such information could potentially be used for blackmail, stalking, harassment, and public shaming. Federal agencies are secretly accumulating mountains of data that could be used for blackmail, stalking, harassment, and public shaming of American citizens. That allegation doesn't come from a punk-haired civil liberties fanatic it's in a new report from the nation's chief spymaster, R. Avril Haynes. Six, it has been revealed that the Pentagon has been using very creepy online tools in, orally, in, in order to co- covertly track, locate, and identify anyone expressing dissent 
or even dissatisfaction with the actions of the U.S. military and its leadership. In a shocking report published by The Intercept on June 17, details have emerged of a U.S. national security surveillance strategy to covertly track, locate, and identify anyone expressing dissent or even dissatisfaction with the actions of the U.S. military and its leadership. The measures undertaken by the Army Protective Services Battalion falls under the remit of safeguarding top generals from assassination, kidnapping, injury, or embarrassment. Interesting there, so if you're critical about the war, you are considered a terrorist in your eyes. All hail to the war on terror, right? Number seven, as I discussed yesterday, the UN has developed a global fact-checking system known as iVerify. In conjunction with big tech companies and source-funded organizations, the goal is to be able to police disinformation and hate speech all over the planet. The United Nations has unveiled an automated fact-checking service to counter so-called disinformation and hate speech on the Internet in a project partner with big tech and Soros-funded organizations in response to what they brand as online information pollution, which they claim is a global challenge. The United Nations Development Program, or UNDP, has launched its iVerify platform to counter alleged disinformation and hate speech online. Well, it constitutes hate speech. Well, that's just an opinion. If it hurts their feelings, yeah, that's considered hate speech. <laughs> Eight, the IMF is publicly admitting that it's constructing a global CBDC platform for all the National Central Bank digital currencies that will soon be rolled out. During a presentation at a conference in Morocco, Kristalina Georgievich the managing director of the International Monetary Fund of IMF announced that the global body is working hard on the concept of a global CBD, CBDC platform. Georgievia declared the central bank and digital currencies need to be interoperable between countries, noting if we are to be successful, CBDC could not be fragmented national propositions. To have transaction more efficient and fairer, we need systems that connect countries. Georgia Via continued, adding, in other words, we need inoperability. If you can read through the entire list without becoming extremely alarmed, I don't know if there's any hope for you. The Globals are building a worldwide digital control grid, which would potentially give them the unprecedented power over the lives of every man, woman, and child on the entire planet. Well, under such a system, if you insist on being a rebel, your access to the digital system could be revoked completely. What would you do then? How would you survive if you cannot buy, sell, or get a job or open a bank account? The extremely advanced technology that we possess today has allowed us to do a lot of really good things, but has also has the potential to be used to impose tyranny on a global scale. We must resist these changes that the globalists are trying to impose on us. Unfortunately, most Americans are not even take talking about these changes, and that is because the mainstream media is telling them to focus on other things. Well, he is correct. It's all in the name of technocracy, folks.
Ever seen that movie Rollerball with James Conn in 1975 film? Very good. It's relevant to this day. And even the producers and the director explain everything about it, though. Multinational corporations control the world. Corporatism, technocracy, and all that. We need to pay attention. I know um, Florida and other states may be following through, too, of banning the CBDC program. So uh, that's a good sign. Tenth Amendment Center has sites on that. Information. Go to tenthamendmentcenter.com to check it out. It's very good information on there. And go to gold and silver and all that. Remember, decentralization is the key. They don't want that. They want us all shackled and chained digital, in the digital matter. So what are you going to do about it, folks? Remember, they need us when we need them. They're the ones that are real desperate right now. The world is waking up. Yeah, it could be, I wish it would be a lot quicker. However, people are learning. And we've got to fall and find alternative ways. We can use digital stuff too. But not the centralized matter. That's my intake on it. I would love to hear from you. That would be it. I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, or send something that's interesting, Scott, whatever you do, please use the correspondence bot with decorum. Furthermore, I'll leave the footnotes of these articles, of these articles, footnotes of these episodes on my page. Well, I'm, I'm tongue-tied at times. Good grief. And if you're going to uh, contact me, go to lookingluck number zero three at protemail.com. If you're going to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash lookingluck number three. If you want to support tomdispatch.com and Mike Snyder, good stuff. Buy their books and all that. So um, we greatly appreciate it. And we're just trying to put the word out for you folks to make your own decisions. Observe responsibly. Once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the demoniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Till next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.